number seven. This is what we play. Hey, Sigourney, the represent for January. Play all of the Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Attack a what? Represent for January. Here we go. This is what we play. Maybe we'll play some steel. Boring and heat. Nation non-stop. Shadow Radio. No, 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 Strap yourself in, because we're sick of it. You're now listening to the sound of Jono Radio. Jono Radio. Jono Radio. You don't know I'm in Sevilla in Dastatin Street.
Good morning to all our listeners around the world. Logged on to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Don't forget to download the Jano Radio app today. J-A-H-K-N-O Radio. Available in your Apple Store and Google Play Store. It is Tuesday, May 24. We're playing today's hits. Thank you for joining me for Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at MeMediaMoments. The replays will be available there for your friends and family that are not in Clubhouse and not able to catch the live stream on QMZ Radio and JanoRadio.com. You can also listen to past airings of the show on JanoRadio.com. Click on podcast, scroll down, you'll find me there. And here are the stories we have coming up for you today in international news. Armenia, Azerbaijan takes small step towards a peace deal. China's foreign minister Wang Yi heads to the Pacific. Dozens fared trapped after deadly building collapse in Iran. Russia-Ukraine live news Kyiv calls for weapons for Donbass fight. Biden says U.S. would defend Taiwan if attacked by China. In stories out of North America, Stacey Abrams' playbook faces a new test and second run for Georgia governor. New York City Mayor Eric Adams declares a state of emergency to combat price gouging for baby formula. New York police arrest a second teenager in connection with shooting death of 11-year-old girl in the Bronx. Prosecutor rules six Atlanta officers were justified while arresting college students during the 2020 protests. In business and tech news, Amazon testing new program that allows drivers to make deliveries from malls. In health and science news, the UN denounces racist and homophobic coverage of monkeypox. In sports news, Celtics torch the heat early, even series with 102 to 82 blowout. MLB suspends Yankees third baseman Josh Donaldson for inappropriate comments toward a black player. Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins had blood alcohol level more than twice the legal limit when he was fatally hit, the report says. In stories out of the Caribbean corner, carbon monoxide poisoning was the cause of death for three Americans who died at the Sandals Resort in the Bahamas. Out of Barbados, Prime Minister Mia Moore Motley on Time 100, most influential list. Thompson Hero returns to Eugene in top 100 meter field. Out of Trinidad and Tobago, the SSA says guns are coming in barrels and customs may be complicit. CARICOM foreign ministers want all-inclusive summit of the Americas. Here's a list of the 2022 Atlantic hurricane season storm names. Out of Latin America, indigenous Guatemalan woman freed after seven years in Mexican prison. In Believe It or Not stories, a Florida woman accused of stealing more than $400,000 from elderly cancer patient. United Airlines employee beaten up after he attacked a customer. California substitute teacher arrested and charged for allegedly molesting four young female students. Nevada man found guilty of rape and murder of teen who considered him a big brother. In entertainment news, New York will pay $7 million 
to wrongfully convicted Wu-Tang Clan studio worker who spent 23 years in prison. Kanye West returns to Instagram to announce he's collabing with Mickey D's to redesign the fast food chain's packaging. And here's what we need to be looking out for. DJ Naturalist presents Classic Sundays every Sunday, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern, and tune into Naturalist Live with DJ Naturalist every Monday and Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern inside the Quality Music Zone. QMZRadio.com. It's music news and Naturalist's views. Monday nights are made for days after dark. It's real relationship talk. Join Moments in that row solo and Marlon 10 p.m. Eastern on Clubhouse and tune into QMZRadio.com and JohnNoRadio.com. Join us next week for another stimulating conversation. Last night, we spoke about the case of the ex. To check that out, you can go to Days After Dark, the club on Clubhouse, or you can check it out on JohnNoRadio.com. Check out the John O Radio crew on JohnORadio.com and download the app today, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. It's Rosolo. Join her for the Rosolo Show Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. And right after that, stay logged on for DJ Rookie as he brings you Vibes Tuesdays, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. The pre-weekend vibes begin with DJ Lankimatic Thursdays 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. And then you can start the weekend off with Wanted Fridays every Friday 10, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern and Freestyle Saturdays 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern with Mix Master Kevon. And then Saturdays and Sundays, we check out DJ Simple for Blazing Saturdays at 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern and Big People Sunday. 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern. And we're going to be right back after this music break. Here is Maroon 5 with Megan the Stallion, Beautiful Mistakes. It's beautiful, it's bittersweet, you like I'm broken on to weep. I take a shot of memories and black I like an empty street. I fill my days with the way you walk and fill my nights with broken
get you. Usually I like my situations beneficial. Doing something different got me looking stupid. The only way I'm coming back to you is if you're dreaming. Lose it, prove it. If you made a promise, then keep it. Why you wanna lie and then get mad? I don't believe it. But really, I was doing just fine without you. Looking fine, sipping wine, dancing on club couches. Baby, why you wanna lose me like you don't need me? Like I don't block you and you still try to reach me. How you figure out how to call me from the TV? You running out of chances and this time I mean it. You miss my love all in your bed Now you're stressing out, pulling your hair Smelling your pillows and wishing I was there Sliding down the show wall, looking sad I know it's hard to let go, I'm the best Best you ever had and best you gon' get And if we break up, I don't wanna be friends Good morning to all our listeners tuned in on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Of course, this is where the conversation happens. You are listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. You just heard Maroon 5 and Megan the Stallion, Beautiful Mistakes. And now it's time for the details. We're starting off with international news. Armenia and Azerbaijan have announced that they had set up a border commission, a potential step towards ending a dispute over the ethnic Armenian enclave of Nagorno-Karabakh that has festered for over 30 years. Azerbaijan's president, Ilham Aliyev, on Monday posted a decree on his website creating a border delimitation commission under Vice Premier Shahin Mustafayev. And we head over to China for our next story. Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi will travel to the Pacific this week to visit several countries, including the Solomon Islands, as Beijing seeks to solidify its presence there. The Solomon Islands confirmed the trip on Monday and said that the government was preparing to welcome Wang Yi and a 20-person delegation in Honaira. It said Wang would arrive later this week without disclosing <clears throat> excuse me, a specific date. But Australia's ABC reported that he was due to arrive on Wednesday evening. Prime Minister Manasseh Sogavari said the trip will be a milestone in bilateral relations. And I'm losing my voice. That's what I get for staying up way past my bedtime last night with days after dark and then not going to bed right after that. But anyway, <laughs> Li Ming, China's ambassador to the Solomon Islands, said both sides would sign a number of key bilateral agreements during the trip. Wang Yi is also due to meet with Sogavari and the archipelago's acting governor general. The Solomon Islands signed a security pact with China in April in a move that ruffled feathers in Australia, which has had a security deal with Honaira since 2019 and raised concerns about China's growing influence in the region. Should we be concerned? Some will say probably not. 
But if we notice, China is moving throughout the world, the globe. They are on the verge of a global takeover, and they're being very strategic. They're doing it through economics, through trade, through infrastructure. That's how they're making their presence known and felt. If we are not careful before we know it, China will own the world. Many grand rising, good morning, Alpha Lobby. Good morning. Better learn the Mandarin. I want to learn to speak some Chinese, you know? Yeah, looks like we might have to. Mm, but uh, really, I'm sure still, uh, um, them, 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 them just a look land, you know what I mean? Because um, China is very, 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 very overpopulated. And so, they must try to um, seek new lands for them sit for them people um the government even encourage them to go out and seek land you know what i mean seek different countries with plants grow um put them farm business all these things um africa so they reach africa a long time full of resources i treat the people in africa like crap although them allow it for anyways you have a few who actually you know stand for that still you know but um, the government, or in, in some of them African countries, they're not curious. It's all about money. So while yeah. China come and take over them homeland and stuff like that. So all uh, China just do just expand them reach to get as much land and all them places and set up business and just become the number one world power. Because that that's the thing right now. Ultimately, no that's what it is, Afro, to yeah. to secure their and garner yeah. their position as the exactly. number one world power and that can only be done through economic gain right and positioning global positioning they have gone globally and um sec secured a lot of ports now ports are important to every country personally i don't think any country should sell their port there's no way a foreign body should own a port in a country that's your bread and butter that's your goal that's trade that's affecting exactly. your trade, right? So um, I know exactly what's going to happen in the Solomon Islands. It's what has happened in the Caribbean. It's what has happened in many other countries. They go in, the bilateral agreements, what will it entail? I'm sure it's going to in entail infrastructure, roads, probably schools, hospitals. We don't know. But they always go in with infrastructure. And in the end, you end up owing China. And if you default, guess what? China owns you. Many countries are indebted to China, the U.S. included. We're borrowing from China. Just borrowing. So am I mad at them? I can't be. Can I hate on them for moving through? No, they're business people. And the truth of the matter is that many of us would do it if we were in the same position. Take over as much as we can. Put ourselves in that position where we become lenders and not borrowers so i can't hate on them what what i will say is that the leaders of the other countries need to wake up and do not allow the chinese governments to have more than 50 percent control or stake ownership in anything that is how you will maintain your 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 leverage that's how i look at it our next story comes to us out of Iran. 
At least 10 people have been killed and dozens more are feared trapped after a 10-story building collapsed in Iran's southwestern city of Abadan on Monday, according to authorities. The head of the local branch of the Red Crescent said 32 people have been rescued from under the rubble so far, with 27 being taken to local hospitals. Large parts of the commercial metropole building, located in the busiest street at the center of the city, were reduced to rubble. Officials told state television up to 80 people may still be trapped. Rescue dogs, helicopters, vehicles, and personnel have been mobilized from across several provinces to assist with the ongoing rescue operation. Those include 80 forces from Tehran, namely 50 firefighters and rescuers to assist operations on the ground, and 30 emergency responders to provide aerial assistance. But the climate and weather are proving a real obstacle as images and videos from the site show dense orange clouds of dust and pollutants permeating the air on a hot day reaching temperatures of about 45 degrees Celsius. Russia-Ukraine live news updates. Kiev calls for weapons for Donbass fight. Kiev appeals to allies for more heavy weaponry and warns of a ruthless battle in eastern Ukraine's Donbass region. Now, I, I need to stop right there. Didn't we just um, give them, what was it, $40 billion on top of what they've got already? And that was in the form of weaponry, a part of it. I don't even know if it has been delivered yet. And already they're crying for more. The more we give is the longer the war is going to go on, quite frankly. And I understand, yes, I get it. You're fighting for your country. But as I said, I came to the realization that this seems to be a war, <laughs> not with Ukraine and Russia, but with its allies and Russia, with right the there. U.S. leading the head, right? Now, Washington says it is confident Finland and Sweden will resolve issues raised by Turkey over their NATO membership bids. A Russian security official says Moscow is not chasing deadlines in Ukraine. So Russia is saying they're going to be there as long as they want to be. And however long it's going to take. At some point, we need to draw the line, just as the U.S. had to draw the line after, what, 20-something years in Afghanistan and recall it, a, it, it is what it is, you lost that one. Let us not have this one drag out because it's only hurting our economy. And yes, while we are about humanitarianism and saving others, we also need to focus on saving ourselves. As Sir Kells like to say, charity starts at home. We can't neglect what's going on in our own backyard, in our own closets, while we're trying to fight for someone else. It's like having your children at home, not taking care of them, not feeding them, not clothing them but you're going to take on somebody else's child on the outside and make sure they're okay. That's pretty much what's going on. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov says Moscow will consider any offers sorry, from the West to reestablish ties, but will focus for now on developing relations with China. Strategic move by, Russian, by Russia, if I say, to want to align with China and deepen those relations with China being a global powerhouse right now. Biden says U.S. would defend Taiwan if attacked by China. 
U.S. President Joe Biden says he would use force to defend Taiwan if it was attacked by China, appearing to signal a shift away from Washington's decades-long policy of so-called strategic ambiguity towards the East Asian democracy. Biden made the remarks on Monday while visiting Japan, where he is on the second leg of his first trip to East Asia since taking office last year. Responding to reporters' questions about Taiwan at a press conference with Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida, Biden said defending Taiwan was a commitment we made. He said while the U.S. agrees with the one-China policy, which states there is a single China but does not define it, the idea that Taiwan can be taken by force is not appropriate. He warned Beijing was already flirting with danger right now by flying so close and all the maneuvers undertaken, referring to a growing number of Chinese sorties, naval exercises, and other power projection in the Taiwan Straits. Beijing still claims Taiwan, whose formal name is the Republic of China, as a province and has not ruled out unifying the two sides by force. China responded immediately to Biden's comments, saying, no one should underestimate the firm resolve, staunch will, and a strong ability of the Chinese people in defending national sovereignty and territorial integrity. China has no room for compromise or concession, Foreign Ministry spokesman Wang Wenbin said. <sighs> so, at what point do we consult the people of our own country to see this is an undertaking that we really want to get involved with. We already have the Ukraine. And now we are saying, without a doubt, undeniably, without hesitation, that we are making a commitment to defend Taiwan if attacked by China. So it sounds to me like we all need to be investing our money in arms and weaponry because that's where we're going to get a, a bang for a buck. I was just about to say that. <laughs> stack up on food, stack up on weapons, wound out a second passport, get a passport, you know what I mean? We're, uh, we're not Jamaicans still, so from now citizen, we're not always having a Jamaican citizenship. You know, automatically qualify for dual citizenship, you know what I mean? So, yeah, you know, I just have the thing there right now. You get me, sir? Yeah. So... What for the best, prepare for the worst. It's, it's unending. When are we going to draw the line? Yes, we understand that people should not be forced upon. There should be no intrusion. People should be respected. But when do we step back and say, you know something? It's not every war we want to get involved with. Or it's not every situation we want to provoke. We don't want to be pushing wood in the fire. We don't want to be the ones pouring the fuel on the wood. We don't want to be the ones lighting the match. Because at the end of the day, the only people benefiting in the long run are those who invest heavily in arms and weaponry. Because as long as there are, war, there are wars, rather, you're going to have a return on your investment. So now I'm wondering if I need to stop worrying about humankind and just focus on making a dollar. Because that's what it boils down to. But that's not who I am. I'm far removed from that. Yes, I'm sure there are things we're affiliated with that are not in alignment with our beliefs and our morals. But the thing is, I don't know about it yet. 
But you're not asking the people of your country how they feel about this, how they feel about us pouring billions and trillions of dollars into war. It's taxpayers' money that's paying for these things that are going to fund wars. And then what? Let us say there's an invasion by China. Are we going to automatically open our borders for the Chinese? And bring them? Because they are facing circumstances that are heinous? I don't know. When, when, what's going to happen? Those were international stories. Coming up after the music break, we have news out of North America. Here is Ed Sheeran with Shivers. I took an arrow to the heart I never kissed a mouth that tastes like yours Strawberries and something more Like I, like my soul's on fire I wanna stay up all day and all 
Good morning to all our listeners tuned in to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Of course, this is where the conversation happens. You're listening to Coffee and Toe, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our reviews. You just heard Ed Sheeran Shivers, one of my favorite songs. I have a lot of favorite songs, but it's one of the newer ones, and I love it. Nice vibe to it. So now it's time for stories out of North America. Stacey Abraham's playbook faces a new test in second run for Georgia governor. And this story comes to us courtesy of CNN. When Stacey Abrams acknowledged defeat to Republican Brian Kemp in her 2018 campaign for governor of Georgia, she refused to call it a concession. Four years later, the man she once described as an architect of voter suppression is the incumbent and the state she came so close to leading has enacted some of the nation's most restrictive voting laws. Abrams is running unopposed in Tuesday's Democratic gubernatorial primary, which means her general election campaign really began in December 2021 when she announced plans to run against Kemp, who is facing a Donald Trump-backed primary threat. But Abrams' status has changed since her name was last on the ballot. An underdog with little following outside of Georgia four years ago, the former state House Minority Leader is now one of the most popular Democrats in the country. A political star some in the party wanted to run for president and a key figure in helping turn the state blue for Joe Biden in 2020 and electing Democratic Senators Raphael Warnock who is on the ballot again this year, and John Ossoff in subsequent runoffs. Abrams' rise to national prominence has also triggered a backlash from Republicans. Her efforts to increase access to the ballot and turnout in communities traditionally ignored by candidates from both parties has run up against Trump-inspired Republican efforts to make voting more difficult, with Georgia at the front of the line. Abrams must also contend with a harsher political atmosphere. The Democratic wave of 2018 has crested, and the 2022 midterms are expected to be much kinder to Republicans, who are now riding a swell of discontent over Biden and Democratic rule on Capitol Hill. Though the circumstances around her have changed, Abrams says this campaign's mission looks a lot like the old ones, to drive turnout among new and occasional voters while hammering camp and Republicans over issues like health care and education. We have to reach every single voter in every way we can. We had record turnout and we saw a composition of voters the state had never seen before, she told CNN. My mission in 22 is to go back to those voters and tell them how working together we can make certain they thrive and that will lead us to victory in November. I will say, go right ahead. Go, go ahead. Good morning. Good morning. I was just going to say this woman, if, if you guys pray, if you guys like people like her and the leader of Amazon union who are showing the power of people, mm-hmm. you know, to include them in your prayer, sending light, love, positive vibe, because she is the epitome of what, uh, the status quo does not want to see thrive, right? And have and that has shown in a lot of ways. And what she does is she she does she p- 
puts boots, boots to the ground and really cultivates the, 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 the common person to move forward, right? So I just think that because of all that's going on um, in terms of race and misogyny and people feeling threatened for people who, um, against this idea of advancing of certain races, I really am asking, um, I really, uh, I, don't, I know some of her, but what she has shown, I really believe in. And so no one is perfect, of course, you know, but I, I really think that um, she should be protected energetically, physically, um, because she, she's a threat. And, um, and, I, and I think that, uh, especially in Georgia, the way how they, they were just, I think they underestimated uh, what she could do and what black women could do. And so um, I think it's very important that if this speaks to you, just to hold her up, you know, that's what I just wanted to say. Thank you. Thank you for that, Empress. But here's my concern, um, Empress. She's boots on the ground. She's working hard. She's doing all that she can. She's going into the crevices and the cracks and the corners. And she's reaching people. But is she getting the true support coming from the Capitol? Because right now the Democrats are looking really weak for the midterms. Of course, because of the discontentment, Faith has dwindled in the Democratic Party with its supporters because we're not seeing things being done that we would consider favorable, right? And we're supporting her. We're rallying behind her. We're lifting her up. But we need the Democratic Party to do that too so that her efforts are not in vain because I do see an uphill battle for, for Georgia, at least, with all the redistricting that's going on, all the things that have been put in place to make it harder for people to vote, she's going to have to work that much harder, not just going back to the voters that she, she was able to bring out before, but she now has to go back to them and tell them how voting Democrat is actually going to help them because what have they seen as a result of their voting as a Democrat so far? And I am all for her, but she's not my problem. My problem is the party as a whole and their failure to act. Moments, you are right. You are so right. I feel like this is an example of this, what happens across the board, right? You have places and companies or organizations or entities that say that they're for diversity or they really are like, oh, yes, the, you know, it's often the, the people on the ground that's rallying you up. But at the end of the day, in it, unfortunately, the, stat the status quo is often lifted up. And people talk a good game, but they don't act in that way. And just like what you were saying in your last set about the war, it is benefiting people. It's benefiting the status quo. It's benefiting, you know, 
um, military, military leaders. So there is something to be said about that. And I think I'm in a space, I totally hear what you're saying. I think that we, we have to recognize that we have to look at the so-called playbook. So you look at things like the Federalist Papers, you look at things like the Constitution, and you see that the power is indeed in the people. And for me, you know, and, it, and it, it's, it's not a broad stroke. I'm talking about people who have been marginalized, who, who, who understand the importance of calling in the power of the Almighty and calling in the power of your ancestors to then push forward yourself and your community. We don't, I, I do not believe in looking forward and looking at um, Capitol Hill anymore because I think that uh, it's very hard for the, as, as you advance, right? It's very hard to, um, to, and, and get game popularity to keep in sync. And I, from what I've seen of Stacey Adams and a few people who, when they are staying true and they're galvanizing, they're still outsiders. I know a person in um, East New York who she's a light. Every time I think about her, I send light and love to her. And you know she's a, she's a leader, but the thing is, she's she's for the people. So she's not going to get the big endorsements if she wasn't. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I don't know if we can look to Capitol Hill anymore and think that she's going to get the support. It really has to come from Georgia. It has to come from people outside of Georgia. And, and it has to come from black people, people, marginalized people, people who are facing poverty and not only her, but candidates who, who think and operate like her to galvanize and put the power in what the framers, the so-called framers, you know, mm -hmm. said that the power is. We can't look towards these people anymore because they're playing by a particular book. And it's the same thing that happens in organization. You move up and then you're being told that your say is not for the common people on the ground anymore. You have to make sure that the organization is okay. Right. You understand? Yeah. So it's, it's the same kind of thing. It's built by certain type of persons, right? And so if we're talking about someone who really is like, you know, less galvanizing, and that's what she's shown us. Then it can't be we look to Capitol Hill. I hear what you're saying. I, you know, Biden was like, oh, black women, thank you so much. And I mean, but he can only see from his viewpoint. I am looking to Biden. I'm looking to, to other black women. Mm -hmm. I'm looking to other people of color. I'm looking to people who are now emboldened with money. And, and knowledge and investment. How do we cultivate cultivate our community? How do we lift Stacey Abrams up as she is continuing to show that she is for the people and recognizes that because she needs to be protected in that way. And not only her, there are people in our communities that do this that are constantly being lifted and held down. There was a man who came on your stage last week who talked about they had a whole thing where the gangs were going to were going to have a um, a truce. And right then, one was arrested and one was killed. Come on. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I'm in a space right now, like, come, I, I am not even... If you see somebody operate a particular way, trust and believe that's how they're going to show up. You know? And I'm talking about both parties. You know? I'm talking about both, both parties. So I hear what you're saying, but I don't know if we can look to it. And I think that it's the leaders, it's the black leaders, it's the... Not even the black leaders, because 
because we don't need the black leaders who can be easily bought exactly we don't need that for sure it's so we need same. it's the same like i went to before the, the name changed the national council of la rasa the nwsacp meetings and all of these so-called minority-led organizations are led by very privileged people who are not in touch often with the, what's going on on the ground. All the sharp talk. So, so men are really down for that no, right now. Right. And when you have someone who's like, I still have student debt, I still understand what's going on, and I'm going to play it that way. And I and I and I know where that comes from because I I've seen people like Stacy Abrams, and of course she's going to be ousted because I'm sure people have come to her with money and say, if you only put this certain person in here, if you if you only if you need to say these kind of things, and she's not doing it. Right. I was a community organizer for a long time, working with a lot of different politicians and seeing firsthand what goes on to these so-called people who are for the people. As soon as somebody starts start speaking in their ear, they all of a sudden, their outfits change, then slim down, then now have this person next to them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it, and yeah. it's a game. They become and a so, puppet on a string. Exactly. Right. So I, I know you have time. I don't want to hold up, but I hear you, but we can't look towards them. Okay. Thank you so much, Empress. Appreciate that. In response to a statewide shortage of baby formula, New York City Mayor Eric Adams proclaimed a state of emergency on Sunday. The New York City Department of Consumer and Worker Protection will be empowered to combat price gouging for formula. This is according to the emergency executive order. The nationwide infant formula shortage has caused unimaginable pain and anxiety across New York. And we must act with urgency. This is what Mayor Adams said in a statement. This emergency executive order will help us to crack down on any retailer looking to capitalize on this crisis by jacking up prices on this essential good. Our message to struggling mothers and families is simple. Our city will do everything in its power to assist you during this challenging period. As the national baby formula shortage is playing out locally, we are using the tools available to us to protect consumers and working families. The actions we are taking with this emergency declaration and executive order sends a clear message to any unscrupulous actors that may try to take advantage of the situation, not in New York City. According to new data from Data Assembly, the nationwide baby formula scarcity is becoming worse by the day. In the first week of May, the national out-of-stock percentage peaked at 43%. While some formula shortages first appeared late last year as a result of the pandemic, they have intensified in recent months as a result of problems with Abbott Nutrition's supply chain, product recalls by other American manufacturers, and inflation. New Yorkers overcharged more than 10% can now submit a complaint directly with DCWP either online at nyc.gov forward slash DCWP or by calling 311 and saying overcharge. We encourage any New Yorker who sees significant price increases to do this. New York police arrest second teenager in connection with shooting death of 11-year-old girl in the Bronx. And this report comes to us courtesy of CNN. A second teen allegedly involved in the fatal shooting of an 11-year-old girl in New York's Bronx neighborhood last week was arrested Monday after turning himself in, the New York Police Department said. 
Omar Bojang, 18, is believed to have been driving the moped from which his passenger, aged 15, allegedly fired a gun in an attempt to harm a 13-year-old boy. Instead of striking the boy, a bullet struck 11-year-old Kihara Tay. Police are recommending charges of murder, manslaughter, and criminal possession of a weapon for Bojang, though it is unclear what charges will be filed in the Bronx District Attorney's Office. CNN has been unable to identify an attorney for Bojang. The 15-year-old suspect was arrested Friday without incident at a hotel in the Bronx. NYPD Chief of Detectives James Essig said the teenager and his mother had booked a room the night before. The 15-year-old faces charges of murder in the second degree, first-degree manslaughter, criminal possession of a weapon in the second degree. Wow. On Friday, New York Mayor Eric Adams spoke at a news conference about the killing, calling it kids, killing kids. Victims are often ages 11, 15, 18. Over and over again, we're seeing those numbers, said Adams. Illegal guns are as easy to buy as candy and comic books. They are everywhere. Adams added that since being sworn in, his administration has removed 2,887 guns from the streets, but new firearms continue to show up. Speaking at Friday's news conference, NYPD Commissioner Kichan Sewell said the alleged shooter ended the life of a totally innocent, completely uninvolved 11-year-old girl. We have to applaud the fact that almost 3,000 guns have been renewed. But how do we address the issue of the new ones being, re- being introduced to the streets that are easily accessible by children? Imagine, 15-year-old, 13-year-old is the one that they were trying to kill, get to attack. 18-year-old driving the moped, 15-year-old on the back, having an issue with a 13-year-old. What are these teenagers arguing about that could make them want to just eliminate somebody? Or could it be a case of if you can't catch Quark, you catch him shot? Where there is a vendetta, And you want to retaliate. So you don't get back at the parents. You hit the parents where it will hurt the most. You attack their children. I don't know. Is that what's going on? Are these vengeance killings? If I can't get you, I'm going to get your child. Or are these killings because of rivalries among teenagers? 13-year-old boy was your target. Children are children. Children are going to say things or do things. Children are going to fight. They're going to argue. But does it really warrant us shooting to kill? Everybody's high-strung. And let us say it was. it's a case of a contract killing because you can't get to, or you, you're seeking vengeance. You want to hurt the parents. Let's say that's what it is. When does it end? 
because you commit the crime for somebody else and then what you're doing the time for somebody else and the cycle goes on i wouldn't want to be the mayor of new york i really wouldn't want that job i wouldn't want to be a chief of detectives either can't be easy you think you're making two steps forward only for 10 more backward so how do we address the gun the illegal gun situation the accessibility the ease of access do we put up um what you call it metal detectors all up and down the streets as people are walking beep, 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 beep. and then you're going to pull every stop everybody what are the possible solutions because that's what we need we need solutions a prosecutor found that six atlanta police officers who were scrutinized of the violent arrest of two college students were justified in their actions according to a news release the investigation looked into the night of May 30, 2020, when officers were filmed breaking windows of the student's vehicle, yanking a woman out of the car and tasing a man. I remember that incident. The students were identified as Messiah Young and Tanaya Pilgrim, who attended Morehouse and Spelman Colleges, which are historically black schools. The review found that Young and Pilgrim violated curfew that night and were approached by officers. According to the finding released Monday, by the GBI, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. The evidence in this case shows that the involved officers' use of force was the direct result of Mr. Young and Ms. Pilgrim's resistance to and non-compliance with the officers' instructions. Attorneys for the students said they were victims of an unjustified level of violence. The students said at the time they were on their way home from picking up food when they got caught in traffic downtown. The arrest left Young with a broken wrist, about 20 stitches in his forearm, and bruises all over his ribs. The incident took place during nationwide protests over the killing of George Floyd. I remember this incident. People were yeah, in front of them. Vehicles were in front of them. How much faster could they have gone? But what gets me is that because you feel that they're violating a curfew, that gives you the right to break their windows, yank them out the car, and tase the man. All because of breaking a curfew. And what you say you're breaking a curfew. But at the end of the day, you can't even get out of the situation because you are surrounded by um, protesters and vehicular traffic. So what do you do? Jump out of your car and abandon your vehicle and just leave it there and run for your life? Is that what we have to do? Moments, you understand at that time, you know, the police they may enrage, you know, if you see so much black people uh, attack about Black Lives Matter and whatnot, you know. So, may I say, whereas it starts from the world, one of them own fellow officer, you know, murder one a, a black man, you get me, I say. So, these cops was enraged, you know what I mean, and them spot a target, you know, to uh, and them carry out them up and in the eyes of people who support the police uh, um about blue lives matter i don't know which people what a blue i've never seen a blue person before 
you know what I mean, those are the movies, yeah. but anyways, um, yeah, so, them people, I go, and who are represent them, we have the same mindset as them people, white supremacists, they call it what it is, uh, yeah, them I go, say, yo, them not say nothing wrong with the police, them do, you know what I mean? But here's my so, question, yeah. Afro, here's the question that I have, the Black Lives Matter movement, did they support legal, or did they provide legal defense for these two young students. That is my uh, concern. Right? All right, here. Which, which Black Lives Matter? <laughs> all right, I'm just going to say that, yeah. Right, oh, Exactly, so, and I invest $32 million in stocks, you know what I mean, and I buy properties and all these things. So hold oh, on, of course Apple, not. hold on. So let, let, let us stick to the case at hand, right? My question is, where were the Black Lives Matter leaders the administratives of that um foundation that body where were they to step up to provide excellent legal aid for them because i'm looking at a case of affordability right here hold on hold on please i'm looking at a case of affordability right here what you can afford is what will be meted out to you because i do see that in my opinion, my humble opinion, that they had a strong chance of winning the case. But poor legal representation is what hindered the whole thing. I think, O'Neill, you were trying to say something. Please go right ahead. Yeah, so I was basically saying that, uh, yeah, I, the point you made last about the legal representation is solid. I mean, as a layperson, there's everything in that case. There was physical damage um, and maybe a lot of other stuff. And, and they can appeal the case. Maybe they, maybe they need to get a good lawyer and appeal. Right. Um, but on the Black Lives Matter, this is a part of black people's problem. Mm -hmm. We have too much scammers <laughs> pretending to help in the black race, but helping themselves. Mm -hmm. And I'll land right there. Yeah. I've said that before, O'Neill. Not something people like when I say it, but I've said it before because we don't like the truth. And we are our own problem to a degree. We understand the landscape within which we have to survive. And we say we need to come together. But herein lies the problem. We come together, but everybody in coming together is seeking out their own agenda. Not the agenda of the whole. Go ahead, Afo, one minute, and I gotta keep it moving. Oh, that's not a one minute. Yeah, you know, yeah, um, these, alright, the organization, as well, only said, scammers, you know what I mean? George Soros, a white man, <laughs> and them set up this whole Black Lives Matter things and put some lesbian uh, women to do them thing, you know what I mean? The I don't think their orientation matters, Afro. Their sexual orientation really doesn't, you know? <laughs> All right, well, 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 you know my thing earlier, but straight forward, we just talk it as it is, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, them are scammer, you see me, I say, them never rose for the people, they capitalize off of um, black people, um, um, pain, you see me, I say, it was all just to make money for them, and it's all run by a, a white man, billionaire, George Soros, I would probably people never know that at the time, which we figured out very, very early, even yeah. at the midst of the protest. Mm -hmm. So, the organization is complete crap, the movement, we don't really have a problem with the movement but the organization are completely crap run by scammers and it was just for make 
millions of dollars and go splurge upon themselves and people in them camp and that's all it was the actual people with them on the ground who out there a march and, and a try for you know what i mean get justice them them can't really you know what i mean do nothing because even the next girl i forgot what the girl name and she had she talk a damn good game and then two toes she, 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 she had up an ad about jmc she said some things about black man you know what i mean then she started to talk about how what sexism is wor what is worse than racism so but let me remember her name so i uh, if a cone did a run up the other thing i see a way for capitalize off of black people pain and it's sad to say oh them look out them them teenager they get caught up in the, in the thing you know what i mean now the real to them um white supremacists and them real soldiers you know what i mean where he just upset about the whole thing you know what i mean so it, it's sad um i hope them can appeal or whatever it is and get justice somewhere somehow but yeah man them at the same time to them people that we are running our black lives matter thing yeah them need to go to jail and dash all the key you see me i said play that straight all right thank you so much i've been here so we need to be looking out for DJ Naturalist presents Classic Sundays every Sunday, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern. And tune into Naturalist Live with DJ Naturalist every Monday and Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern, inside the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. It's music, news, and naturalists' views. Monday nights are made for days after dark. It's real relationship talk. Join Moments, Sinatra, Solo, and Marlon, 10 p.m. Eastern on Clubhouse, and tune in to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Don't forget to join us next week for another stimulating conversation. If you missed last night's episode, not to worry. You can catch the replay right here on Clubhouse in the Days After Dark Club or log on to JanoRadio.com. Check out the Jano Radio crew on JanoRadio.com. Download the app today, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Join Rosolo for the Rosolo Show, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, and stay tuned because right after that, it's DJ Rookie as he brings you Vibes Tuesdays, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. The pre-weekend vibes begin with DJ Lenkimatic Thursdays at 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern and then start your weekend off with Wanted Fridays every Friday 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern with Mix Master Kevon and he returns on a Saturday with Freestyle Saturday also 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Saturdays and Sundays belong to DJ Simple. 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern it's Blazing Saturdays and 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern it's Big People Sunday. Coming up after the music break, we have business and tech news, health and science, and here now is Dua Lipa featuring Da Baby as we're playing today's hits Levitating. You. 
I'm one of the greatest, ain't no debating on it. I'm still levitated, I'm heavily medicated. Ironic, I gave him love and they end up hating on me. She told me she loved me and she been waiting. Been fighting hard for your love and I'm running thin on my patience. Needing someone to hug, even took it back to the basics. You see what you got me out here doing? Might have threw me off, but can't nobody stop the movement. Uh-uh, let's go. Left foot, right foot, levitating. Pop stars, do a leap with the baby. I had to lace my shoes for all the blessings I was chasing. If I ever slip, I fall into a better situation. So catch up, go put some cheese on it, get out and get your bread up. They always leave when you fall, but you run together. Weight of the world on my shoulders, I kept my head up. Now baby, stand up, cause girl, you. You want me, I want you, baby. My sugar boo, I'm levitating. The Milky Way, we're renegading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good morning to all our listeners tuned in on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. You are listening to Coffee Until World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. You just heard Dua Lipa featuring Da Baby Levitating. And now it is time for business news. Amazon testing new program that allows drivers to make deliveries from malls. Amazon keeps getting better. The online retailer uses flex drivers to deliver packages from local shopping malls in a new program. The company told the New York Post that Amazon's flex drivers who use their cars are now picking up packages from mall-based retail stores instead of from Amazon warehouses to speed up the time it takes to get to customers' homes. Participating malls include Las Vegas, Chandler, Arizona, and Tyson's Corner, Virginia. Amazon customers can now choose faster delivery by opting into a local mall service instead of an Amazon warehouse. 
The news comes after the other discounted stores like Target and Walmart blame the e-commerce site for stealing all of their clientele. Toys R Us blamed Amazon in 2017 for going out of business. Hmm. A spokesperson for Amazon insinuates that this is just another delivery method. This is just another way we are able to connect Amazon sellers with customers via convenient delivery options. You know what I will say to Walmart? You want to get back some of your market share? Have same day or next day delivery, not two to three days or, you know, because people have the mindset of I want it now. And that's why they have Amazon Prime for people who want it this second, right now, instantaneous gratification. That's the world we're living in under the, what you call it, the, that burger place that says your way right away. Yeah, that's what Amazon is doing. So don't blame what you need to do is put your noodles together and figure out a way of step how it up, to step it up. Yeah. Step your game up. See how you can secure a part of the market and possibly reclaim your market. Because I have seen things ordered from Amazon and I'm like, what on earth is this? Right. They have to be taken back because they're faulty. So it's not as though you're getting the best quality stuff all the time off of Amazon. It's ease of access. And people want that. People want the luxury of being able to stay home, shop from home, but they don't want to wait seven to ten days to get their products, right? So get back to the drawing board, folks, and see how you can get creative. In health and science news, the Joint United Nations Program on HIV-AIDS has warned that stigmatizing language used in the coverage on the monkeypox virus could jeopardize public health, citing some portrayals of Africans and LGBTI people that reinforce homophobic and racist stereotypes and exasperate stigma. More than 100 confirmed or suspected cases of monkeypox virus have been reported so far in nearly 20 countries where the virus is not endemic. Most infections have been reported in Europe, but confirmed and suspected cases have been reported in the Middle East, North America, and Australia. Transmission is most likely via close physical contact with a monkeypox sufferer and could affect anyone. It added, saying, some portrayals of Africans and the LGBTI people reinforce the wrong stereotypes. Stigma and blame undermine trust and capacity to respond effectively during outbreaks like this one. Experience shows that stigmatizing rhetoric can quickly disable evidence-based response by stoking cycles of fear, driving people away from health services, impeding efforts to identify cases, and encouraging ineffective punitive measures. And I'm glad they brought this up because it needs to stop. Stop stigmatizing people based on their race and their sexual orientation. It really needs to stop. They did it with AIDS, and here they are now doing it with the monkeypox. You don't have to have sex with someone to catch the monkeypox. You really don't. And I was listening to a medical update this morning um, as I was dropping my sons off at school, and it was reported that the cases in Europe happened at a party, at parties. 
there was no sex involved. So people really need to stop this because what it is doing is going to create division amongst people. We already have enough division amongst us. People need to get medical treatment and that is what should be at the forefront of everyone's minds. Oh, that was a short read. Not too bad. Um, we do have another break. Coming up, we have sports. Caribbean corner. Go ahead. You heard someone trying to say something. I heard a mic open up. Oh uh, yeah, uh, you can just oh, check yeah, your back ahead. channel real quick. Okay. Just check it. Yeah, and then let me know if you know what I mean. Uh, go ahead. Go right ahead, Apple. Go ahead. All right, cool. Man has respect for that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I just like to touch on the BLM thing there because um, he does say the orientation doesn't matter. But the reason why I mean, I said um, that hey, bring up them orientation is because some of them funds. A lot of funds went to the alphabet community, you know what I mean? Instead of going to the victims um, uh, the, um, or these race crimes and stuff like that. So that is why me say um, that, you know, bring up that the, the fact that the, these lesbian women in charge of all this money and uh, capitalize off of black people pain and suffering and I take a lot of the money and I do personal things with it as well as I put a lot of these um, alphabet uh, organizations. You get what I say? So uh, just that me want to say. So manners and respect for me, uh, clear that up. Okay. Or clarify. All right. Thank you so much for that. All right. Um, so coming up, we do have Sports Caribbean Corner and News Out of Latin America. Here is Sean Mendez and Camila Cabella. Cabello, let me get it right, senorita. Don't 
Morning to all our listeners on QMZRadio.com, JohnNoRadio.com, and to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. You're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. You just heard Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello, Senorita. And now it is time for sports news. Well, 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 what can I say? Looks like we're going to head to Game 7 for Miami to prove who they are. Celtics torch the Heat early even series with 102-82 to blowout. Jason Tatum scored 31 points and the Boston Celtics took their turn pounding the Miami Heat early, jumping out to a 26-4 lead and cruising to a 102-82 victory. That even to the Eastern Conference Finals at two games apiece. Miami missed 15 of its first 16 shots in the second straight game. Did they put alcohol in their Gatorade? That's all I want to know. But that was all over after 12 minutes. The Heat led 39-18 after the first quarter of Game 3 of this bizarre series in which no game has been closed down the stretch. Game 5, Wednesday in Miami. Peyton Pritchard had 14 points for the Celtics. Derek White added 13 points, 8 rebounds, and 6 assists, and Robert Williams finished with 12 points and 9 rebounds. The Celtics led by 27 points in the second quarter and stretched their advantage to 32 in the third. Each game in this series has featured a lead of at least 20 points. Victor Oladipo led the Heat with 23 points. Miami starting five of All-Star, Jimmy Butler six, Kyle Lowry three, P.J. Tucker zero points, Max Struss zero points, and Bam Adebayo nine points were a combined seven of 36 shooting. They all sat out the fourth quarter. And the Celtics stimmed the Heat without defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart, who sat with a sprained right ankle he suffered in the second half of Game 3. The Heat were also without Tyler Hero, who suffered a groin injury late in Game 3. <sighs> mm. Nail-biting time. Game 5! Come on, Miami. You can't lose the game on home court. Come on. You have the advantage. Let's get this done. Remember how it goes. I wrote the book. You're going to play by the rules. Win the game so we can face off with the Golden State Warriors. All right? As I, as I read, in, read the sports article, I mean, I'm looking for the GMs, but really so far yesterday, I must see him either. I woke him all right and wasn't he affected was by the wall. He was there. He was there? Yeah, he was there. Oh, so I'm good then. Didn't you get affected by the storm thing? 
Well, I don't know. We don't know. Being present doesn't mean you weren't affected. But he was there. I know I glimpsed him. Right? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Let's talk. I've never really seen But respect for that. Yeah. All right. So, Miami, you know what you got to do. Oh, I'm just replying. <laughs> We're going to see Jim just reply. <laughs> Tighten up, Miami. Tighten up. MLB suspends Yankees third baseman. Josh Donaldson for inappropriate comments toward a black player. Major League Baseball has issued a one-game suspension and an undisclosed fine to New York Yankees third baseman Josh Donaldson for what the league calls inappropriate comments to Chicago White Sox shortstop Tim Anderson during Saturday's game. White Sox manager Tony La Russa said after the game that Donaldson had made a racist comment. Anderson, who is black, told reporters Saturday that Donaldson, who is white, called him Jackie Robinson in a disrespectful way multiple times during the game. He was trying to call me Jackie Robinson like, what's up, Jackie? Anderson said, I don't play like that. I wasn't really bothering nobody today, but he made the comment and it was disrespectful. I don't think it was called for. It was unnecessary. In the fifth inning of Saturday's game, both teams' benches cleared after a verbal confrontation between Donaldson and White Sox catcher Yasmani Grandal at home plate. Donaldson appeared to point to Anderson, who was playing in the field, and both benches cleared. Anderson had to be restrained by teammates. Both teams were issued warnings, but no one was ejected. In a locker room interview, Donaldson admitted he called Anderson Jackie during the game but denied any racist intentions. We're not trying to start any brawls or anything like that, Donaldson told reporters after the game. Obviously, he deemed it was disrespectful, and look if he did. I apologize, because that's not what I was trying to do by any matter. Donaldson said it had been a joke between the two players and said they had joked about it previously after Anderson's 2019 interview with Sports Illustrated. I don't know what to say. Hmm. If it's something that they've joked about before, why is it that you can't joke about it now? And that's all. I'm going to leave it right there. Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins had blood alcohol level more than twice the legal limit when he was fatally hit. And this is according to CNN Sports. Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins had a blood alcohol level more than twice the legal limit when he was fatally struck by a dump truck on a South Florida highway in April. And this is according to a report from the Broward County Medical Examiner's Office, which was obtained by affiliate WSVN. Haskins, 24, was trying to cross the westbound lanes of Interstate 595 near the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport on the morning of April 9 when he was fatally hit. The Florida Highway Patrol told the medical examiner that Haskins ran out of gas on the side of I-595, left his vehicle, and on foot, this happened at around 6.15 a.m., to look for gas. Around 6.30 a.m., witnesses began calling 911 to report a pedestrian walking in the lanes of traffic. The dump truck driver told authorities he was driving along in the dark when Haskins appeared in the center lane of the highway, and the driver hit him. According to the report, Haskins' blood alcohol level was 0.20 at the time of his death, which is 2.5 times Florida's legal limit of 0.08. His cause of death was determined to be multiple blunt force injuries, the report says.
An investigator also spoke with the head of security for the Steelers, who said Haskins was training with his teammates all day and then went to dinner with the team, according to the report. After dinner, the security said Haskins and a friend went to a club where they drank heavily. On behalf of Dwayne's family, his wife and his memory, and on behalf of the truth, we respectfully request for prayer and for privacy, for patience, and for the public to withhold any judgment during this period while the law enforcement authorities continue to investigate and conduct their important work. The Steelers told CNN Monday night they were aware of the medical report but had no further comment at this time. Before his death, Haskins was poised to enter his fourth year with the NFL after re-signing with the Steelers for one year. Um, Marlon, I thought you said there was some report of something else that was found in his system, but I couldn't find that. You know, um, the more I listen to the story, um, yeah, he was drunk, but I, I don't know why I feel he had some other drug, probably a psychedelic or something, just just based on him trying to cross the road. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I that's what like Marlon I'm, told me that he heard yesterday. But I'm looking for that, and I'm not seeing that anywhere. And that's... Yeah, and oh, here's Marlon. Oh, sorry. I think it was on TMZ. Um, there's, they said they found... I don't know the name of it now, but they had another name, name for it. And I think it's some form of drug, what they use um, in horses. And um, uh, so I don't know, but that's what I saw on TMZ yesterday. Okay, let so me see I, if I can find that. I don't know if you go on their website yeah, or something. I'm there right now, so I'm scrolling through. But yeah. Hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, but just for alcohol only, yes, they can mess with you, you know, but it has to be alcohol and some form of drug possible, that's why, you know, but hey, I don't know, I'm just, you know, sorry, I don't know. Uh, sorry, what happened to you, man? Yeah. I'm looking it up, I'm on TMZ, unless I am blind as a mother. Um, sports, not there either. Huh. Could it be that that was retracted for one reason or another? I don't know. Could be. Could be. They probably pull it down because. Let me go to, um, yeah, let me. I didn't check ESPN. Let me check there and see because. Whew. I think if I could just jump in. Yes, Fabian, go right um, ahead. I'm not saying we're doing it in this room, but many times when um we see uh, black NFL players act out or they do unusual things here. We assume it's drugs, but we have to always consider uh, the possibility of CTE. Uh, these these young men have been playing football for sometimes as little as five or six years old, hitting their heads literally every day, uh, sustaining concussions that they don't even know about. And that's not something that's normal. That's not something that most of us do. So we have to uh, leave that possibility open as well that uh, this young man mm-hmm. died tragically from uh, perhaps even football-related uh, injuries, even at that young age. Yeah. Uh, we see all these old players, you know, what limping around, but, um, you know, depending on your body, obviously, we don't know the effects of uh, just playing this, this game, this, this violent game for, for so many years. Yeah. I agree, Fabian. That's a very valid point. 
and we do have to be cognizant and be careful with our you know yeah with our assumptions and our assertions you are thank you for that reminder <laughs> thank, I agree. thank you I agree. so much yeah um what i'm seeing so far here from all the searches i'm doing it's alcohol 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 so i'm not sure where tmz got that from but i am not even seeing that on their website it may have been retracted um yeah every every outlet is saying the same thing um pihal news ny data the guardian cbs wesh newser yahoo santa fe news um all the different outlets everybody's saying it is from alcohol so we don't know. It's unfortunate that this happened to him. But, you know, Fabian, I do have concerns. And Marlon can tell you it's something I've always had a concern about, these concussions. When you're watching the games, and yes, it's grown men out there in the NFL. And you hear these helmets, <clears throat> and you hear the hits, and you see these men sometimes up in the air and spinning and then landing. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. There's no way you can be normal after taking those hits year after year after year. And yes, in recent times, we are seeing a lot of cases where trauma from, you know, the, or to the head has caused brain damage. It has happened to many in the NFL. So again, I thank you for the reminder. So we have to be careful with our assumptions and our assertions. Not sure why TMZ put that out because they certainly don't have it on their website anymore. And now it is time for Caribbean Corner. Carbon monoxide poisoning was the cause of. Hold on one second for me, please. There is a huge echo. I'm so sorry. Let me just correct that. Carbon monoxide poisoning was the cause of death for three Americans who died at Sandals Resort in the Bahamas. There are new details about three Americans who died earlier this month at Sandals Bay Emerald Resort in the Bahamas. Autopsy and toxicology reports indicated that the visitors died of carbon monoxide poisoning in their villas. Earlier speculations suggested they might have been overcome by Freon from the air conditioners in their rooms. A fourth person affected by the gas leakage was transported to a South Florida hospital for medical care and has been released from the hospital. Well, that is so unfortunate. Thankful that they found out what the reason is. Because carbon monoxide poisoning, you can't smell that. Silent killer. Yeah, you have to be so careful, really careful with that. Really, really careful. I think Marlon was trying to show me the story that he found. But Marlon, you got to turn your volume down, all the way down, 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 down. That's what was causing the, um, the feedback. I'm so sorry, folks. Um, so when he brings it back to me, and it has to do with the report that he saw regarding the NFL player. Um, we head over to Barbados for our next story out of the Caribbean corner. 
Prime Minister Mia Amor Motley on Time 100 Most Influential List. Prime Minister Mia Amor Motley is the first leader in the leader segment of the Time 100 Most Influential 2022 list. Go, girl, go with your bad self. She is the only Caribbean person in the section as well. In selecting persons for this year's list, editor-in-chief and CEO of Time, Edward, Edward, let me see if I can get his last name right fell santhel okay gotta break it up in syllables said when our team gets together to choose the time 100 we have one barometer influence who shaped the year who stood up who stood out our hope is that the time 100 list is not simply a recognition of influence but a study in how influence can be wielded i like that who shaped the year who stood up and who stood out when we raise our voices what are we raising our voices for what's the ultimate goal when we're speaking out when we're going through uncharted territory where when we're being brave are we are we doing it because we want to add stripes on our back or are we doing it for the greater good of the people? Are we willing to take those risks? Are we willing to be looked at as the outcast? Are we willing to be talked about, to be dragged? Are we willing to stand out for what's right? Proud of you, Mia. She's been creating waves and I can only continue to lift her up. Um. She is, what she, what's the term? Oh my gosh, trailblazer. She is the trailblazer for the Caribbean in terms of politi- politics. Yeah. Continue to do a good job. Thompson Ira returns to Eugene in top 100 meter field. After blazing a 10.54 100 meter at the Prefontaine Classic last year, Jamaica's five-time Olympic gold medalist Elaine Thompson Hira is to return to Eugene's Hayward Field as part of a stacked 100 meter lineup on Saturday. Britain's world 200 meter champion Dina Asher Smith, or is it Dinah? What's her right? What's the right pronunciation for her name? Dina or Dinah? I don't know. And Jamaica's Olympic Dina. Dina. Thank you so much. And Jamaica's Olympic 100-meter bronze medalist, Sharika Jackson, went head-to-head at last weekend's Birmingham Diamond League and will face each other again as they look to challenge Thompson Hira in Eugene. USA's Shakari Richardson, who ran 10.72 last year, also returns, and they will be joined by multiple world medalist Marie Josie Tulao, World Indoor 60-meter champion Mujinga Kambunji, Brianna Williams. Brianna Williams, isn't she Jamaican? Yeah. Yeah, right. That's what I thought. Tina Daniels and Twanisha Terry. All right. Uh, Kambunji will also be competing in the 200-meter, where she lines up alongside Thompson Hero's fellow Jamaican sprint superstar, Shelly and Fraser-Price, and two-time Olympic 400-meter champion, Shawnee Miller of the Bahamas. Okay, then. Need to look out for that. Should be pretty good. I mean, I see her being victorious again. Um, I remember when she was going to move away from her coach, and I had doubts, I will say, I will admit, I had my doubts. 
because I felt that she was doing very good um, with the coach she had, but she seems to be doing very well with her new coach. Who is her new coach, by the way? Is it her husband? Yeah. So her husband is the new coach. All right, keep doing your thing, Thompson Hira team. Guns coming in barrels, customs may be complicit. The Strategic Services Agency has posited that some customs officials, Kev, your mic is open. The Strategic Services Sorry. Agency, that's okay, has posited, I don't know, I'm not, I'm tongue twisted, has posited that some customs officials, brokers, and other port facilitators may assist in the movement of contraband items in the country, including arms and ammunition shipments. Y'all think? It happens everywhere, right? These illicit items are also said to be facilitated by Trinidadians who live in North America, the USA, and Canada, who may conceal the items in barrel, furniture, building materials, and electronic appliances via sky boxes or personal shipments. Yep, that's how they get in there. I remember some years ago when there were barrels of rice that were shipped down to Jamaica, and they found these rifles in the middle of the rice. Yeah, so that's the oldest trick in the book, I think. CARICOM foreign ministers want all-inclusive summit for the Americas. And the story continues, because this came to the forefront yesterday, but they're still gunning for this to happen. Caribbean community CARICOM foreign ministers have reiterated a call by regional countries for the upcoming summit of the Americas to be inclusive by ensuring the participation of all countries of the hemisphere. Caribbean leaders are still undecided as to whether or not they will boycott the June 6 to 10 Summit of the Americas if the United States goes ahead with its plans not to invite the leaders of Cuba, Venezuela, and Nicaragua to the event. The regional leaders had also expressed their opposition to Venezuelan opposition leader Juan Guaido leading a Venezuelan delegation to the event instead of the invitation being extended to President Nicolas Maduro. Okay, then. <laughs> the U.S. is doing what they want to do. They're um, recognizing who they want to recognize. But I am in total agreement. Summit of the Americas should include all bodies of the Americas. But let me keep my like, humble opinion to myself. And here's a list of the 2022 Atlantic hurricane season storm names. The start of 2022 Atlantic hurricane season is less than a month away, which means preparations should be nearing completion for the region as the list of names for expected storms has been released, with the first name on the list being Alex and the last being Walter. So here are the names. Alex. Bonnie, Colin, Danielle, and that's the female spelling, Earl, Fiona, Gaston, Hermine, Ian, Julia, Carl, Lisa, Martin, Nicole, Owen, Paula, Richard, Shari, Tobias, Virginie, and Walter. So for ladies, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, Nine, we have ten. We have ten women on the list, um, and twelve men. The women tend to be very um dangerous ones, so let's hope that the Sahara dust will help us 
and have them not make landfall. And if there is any landfall, um, it will be <sighs> at the lower end of the spectrum. That's all I'm going to hope for right now. Yeah. I'm going to slap my little roof, you know, before I lift. <laughs> The 2022 list will be used again in 2028. The names are repeated every six years. I did not know this. Names Me are either. repeated. Just to learn yeah, names are repeated every six years unless a storm is so deadly that its name is retired, as in the case of Ida. Gilbert. In in total, 94 names have now been retired from the Atlantic Atlantic Basin list since 1953 when storms began to be named under the current system. The Atlantic hurricane season officially lasts from June 1 to November 30. All right. And that's it for Stories Out of the Caribbean Corner. Now it's time for our story out of Latin America. An indigenous Guatemalan woman freed after seven years in Mexico prison. And out of this story, I learned something new today as well, Afolabi. Afolabi. Every day we're learning something else, right? So true, so true. An indigenous Guatemalan woman who spent more than seven years in prison in Mexico without trial has returned to her, home, her homeland after a court ordered her released. The Guatemalan Foreign Ministry confirmed that Juana Alonso Santiso, who is 35, who was accused of kidnapping and jailed in a northern Mexican border city, had arrived in Guatemala. A video published on Twitter showed her being greeted by Guatemalan Foreign Minister Mario Bacuro at the Guatemala City Airport on Sunday before being joined by her family and collapsing into her father's and uncle's arms. I am now free. I am very happy with my family, Alonso said in halting Spanish, which she learned while in prison. It has been eight years without seeing them, she said, before breaking into tears and thanking those who had supported her release. The court had ruled there was no consistent evidence against her. This is according to Netzai Sandoval, head of Mexico's Federal Public Defender's Office. Sandoval, whose office took charge of defending Alonso in 2021, contends she was tortured and forced to sign a confession that she did not understand because she does not speak Spanish. The Mayan Chuj woman left her village, and that's what she speaks. Chuj, not Spanish, although Guatemala is a Latin American country. So I learned that today. The Mayans have their own language, but not only in Guatemala, also in Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Panama, Mexico, Belize. Yeah. They do not necessarily speak Spanish. So let us not take it for granted. A, a, a lesson that we must not make assumptions, right? Learn that today. Happy for her. She was... um accused of kidnapping they she was just trying to cross the border to get into the u.s right um yeah seven years of your life taken away thankfully they believed her they believed her story but that part of her forcing her to sign a confession is wrong taking advantage of someone because they don't speak your language is not right at all and here's what we need to be looking out for oh. 
DJ Naturalist presents Classic Sundays every Sunday, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern. And tune into Naturalist Live with DJ Naturalist every Monday and Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern inside the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. It's music news and naturalist views. Monday nights are made for days after dark. It's real relationship talk. Join Moments Sinatra Solo and Marlin at 10 p.m. Eastern on Clubhouse. And tune in to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Check out the Jano Radio crew by downloading the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Join Rosola for the Rosolo Show, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. And right after that, stay logged on for DJ Rookie as he brings you Vibes Tuesday, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. The pre-weekend vibes begin with DJ Lenkimatic Thursdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Start your weekend off with Wanted Fridays every Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, and Freestyle Saturdays, also 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, with Mix Master Kevon. DJ Simple brings us Blazing Saturdays every Saturday at 4 to 7, and on Sunday, Big People Sunday, 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Coming up after the music break, we do have Believe It or Not news, plus entertainment news still to come. Here is Jack Harlow with First Class. Mm. I've been a throw up the sex in a... I can put you in. I've been a throw up the sex in a. Uh huh. And I can put you in. The whole city from this balcony Back in 2019, I was outside freely But now they got it out for me I don't care what frat that you was in You can't out for me Keep dreaming Pineapple juice, I give a sweet, sweet, sweet I know what they like, so I just keep cheesing Hard drive full of heat seeking Trying to come to San Diego's Jack rethinking You don't need Givenchy, you need Jesus Why do y'all sleep on me? I need your reasons I got plaques in the male peak season. Shout out to my UPS workers, making sure I receive it. You could do it too, believe it. I've been a throw up the sex in a. Uh huh. And I can put you in. They say you a superstar now, damn, I guess I am You might be the man, well that's unless I am <laughs> Okay, I'll confess I am Go ahead and get undressed, I am Okay, cool, you on sunset? I am I'm about to slide, okay, I'm outside, okay This lifestyle don't got many downsides Except for the lack of time I get round my family Making sure they never downsize I got visions of my mom saying, wait, this house is mine can't lie, I'm on Angus Cloud 9 I got him on the bandwagon now, about time I ain't even got no downtime Every time I speak, she say, yeah, that sounds fine I've been a throw up the sex in a Uh-huh And I can put you in Sex in a uh-huh. 
so much to all our listeners tuned in to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and to everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. You're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. You just heard from Jack Harlow, First Class. I've been hearing his name being thrown around a lot, but I really haven't done any any investigation as to why. So I know the latest thing I heard was something to do with him, Brandy, and Ray J. I don't know. I need to look into that. But anyway, like it. Go ahead, Apple. Oh, man, I say, yeah, we know about that part this year, but we know about the Rico thing. Okay, what about Okay, all right. So, yeah, okay, was on the list. Oh, interesting. All right. So, in Believe It or Not stories, a Florida woman accused of stealing more than $400,000 from an elderly cancer patient. A 70-year-old woman receiving care as a cancer patient at a hospital in Miami-Dade County signed over all her assets, including her home, bank accounts, and all of her possessions to a woman she thought was her daughter. It was actually a woman named Anna Nunez who worked with her now incarcerated son to act out the scheme. Fox News reports that Nunez appeared in court this past Saturday where she stands accused of stealing more than $437,000 from the victims. She's been charged with organized fraud, exploitation of the elderly and theft from the elderly, adding up to more than $50,000 and this is according to WPLG News. No details about the victim's physical condition were released, but Fox News reports that Nunez allegedly acted like she was the victim's daughter and tricked her into signing off on legal documents, making Nunez a power of attorney. This is the first time Nunez has performed criminal activity. Back in 2014, she was previously convicted of grand theft and forgery. Nunez's bond has been set at $45,000. Clearly, they knew that um, this woman that they took advantage of was no longer of sound mind because that can happen to you where you either have dementia or Alzheimer's. And yes, you might say, how can she not know her child or know the woman wasn't her daughter? It happens with dementia patients and Alzheimer's patients. Um, Today, they can know you and tomorrow they have no clue who you are whether you're their child or not. Um, I have seen situations where they don't know their own child, but they will remember somebody else that shows up. So, um, yes, this could definitely happen to anybody and any of our loved ones. Um, We have to protect our elderly as much as we can, right? Um, And before we get to that stage... We need to see to it that we put our affairs in order, whether it's a trust, something, something needs to be done to protect us. Because over and over again, we are hearing of these stories where people are taking advantage of um, folks, especially the elderly. So protect your parents, protect your grandparents. And it's not too early to protect yourselves because God willing, we live till we're old. We're all going to get to that point someday where we're not able to take care of ourselves. Whether Even if we have all our faculties in check and we're cognizant of everything that's going on, 
we're still going to be having limitations, right? So let's protect, protect, protect. A United Airlines employee at a Newark airport was punched to the ground at the checkout desk after he hit a customer. Now, in the viral video, the two appear to be arguing, but it's unclear how the argument began. The uniformed worker is shown slapping the man in the face, and that's when the man begins throwing fists. The employee then stumbles back into the equipment, striking his head and falling onto the conveyor belt. Before walking back, another employee tries to interfere, and another man tries to de-escalate the situation. As commotion erupted in the terminal, airport personnel could be heard shouting, Stop! The blooded United Airlines employee is then seen wobbling to his feet to approach the man again. The customer is heard saying, Oh, you want some more? You want more? It's unclear whether the employee in the video has faced any disciplinary action. A United Airlines spokesperson said, United Airlines does not tolerate violence of any kind at our airports or on board our planes. We are working with local authorities to further investigate this matter. <laughs> it's not funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. But oh, is he funny to me? I mean, here's the thing. If you put hands on me, you getting these hands back. Yeah man, the brother throw some hands man. Them think I wanna look how wolf him off, you know? Yeah man, the brother deal with him. I have the right to defend myself, right? I, I, well, I believe I have the right to defend myself. So, for whatever reason, and it so happens, but here's the thing. The altercation is, <laughs> I'm sorry, when you look at the video, it's like they're standing in a, in a ring, right? And the, the employee is like slapped him in his face. But here's the thing, it's an, a former NFL player. Okay. And then instead of somebody trying to stop them, there goes somebody with a camera just going up closer as if to say, let me catch this fight. Oh my gosh. And then Alec Baldwin is going to say, the guy working at the airport is the victim. He came to work to do a job. The other guy with his big mouth is guilty of workplace abuse. Where people come to work with an expectation of safety, even civility. At the end of the day, um, Alec, let me say this to you. Um, you may want to have several seats because <laughs> um, the guy did not put his hand on the worker first. Though, regardless of what is said back and forth, whether we like it or not, and I'm not saying if the guy said something offensive that he's right either, but I'm talking about putting hands on anybody. He, didn't, he left from behind the ticket counter and came into the general area. All I'm saying. Man down. Man down. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. You put hands on me, you catching these hands. Yep, man down. Man down. Call security. Yep. Look, look who's speaking, the person who shot somebody on the job, right? <laughs> exactly. It's not his <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And that's I, and that's why I said well, have have several seats. Have have several seats. Hypocritical. It's hypocritical. Right. He has no right to say anything. Alec Baldwin is the last person that should say anything. Yeah, right about now. workplace and safety. Yes. You just killed <laughs> someone. Literally. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that, that's that white privilege, you know, where they expect comfortability and conformity. You know, you can't have it that way. You know, like you said, you 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 put hands, try try Jesus, but not these hands. <laughs> you know what I'm just saying? <laughs> That's what I say. I always say, I say, try Jesus. Don't try me. Mm-hmm. Try Jesus. Cause, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I tell people, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Leave me. What, what do I always say? Moments is evolved me, hood me. I'm still yeah. trying, but you put your hands on me. That's something totally mm-hmm. different. Yep. That's something totally different. It's called self-defense folks. Self-defense. A California substitute teacher has been arrested and charged for allegedly molesting four young female students. When will these people learn? In California, substitute teacher, whose name is Peter Morales, is 69 years old, has worked for the Santa Ana Unified School District for 18 years. But on May 6, police arrived at the district's Adams Elementary School to investigate allegations that Morales was sexually assaulting four female students. The alleged victims are between the ages of eight and nine. Oh, you know what? Oh man, they're gonna be something to chop off, man. You know what? Um, according to the police, the girls told school officials that Morales was touching them inappropriately. The news outlet reports that each child was molested when Morales had them by themselves at different points during the day. Police arrested Morales on child molestation charges. Why, why does he have bail? His bail has been set at $100,000. Why does he have bail? $100,000? Oh, she is sick. Have anybody noticed, um, like, with the laws, the leniency that they have on pedophilia? Yep, yep, yep. Especially with um, the wealthy? Go ahead, Dre, because I'm taking a moment here. I'm, I'm... No, I just say, especially with the wealthy, like, if you, if you know, just time. the law, they, they, they have, like, more leniency on, like, um, pedophilia, you know, I, I, I don't get it. You don't know Money talk. Money talk is on just some of them, you know, um, some of them people who are undone these laws, they mean it themselves, you know what I mean? So it's because the wealthy have always been engaged in that kind of activity. Exactly. Some of them in themselves. You know what I mean? So if you have dirt on you, you can't throw nothing for me. It's been under the king and the queen. Yeah, even even beyond that, you know, think about it. If you can't be safe in a Catholic church, what makes you think you're gonna be safe in a school? (laughs) That part. Seriously. Like we, you know, we we get, we have to be more realistic about the, the 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 cultural psychology of these people, you know, and, and and study people like Bobby Wright, who studied white psychology, and these and and how this culture, even with people who have internalized this behavior, you know, with, with this foreign culture that we get shoved down our throats, you know, from birth, and we have to acknowledge these things, identify them, and really make change. Like you can't. You know, you have, we talk about shootings and killings every day. I'm surprised there aren't more events like that. Because I'm telling you, you touch one of my kids Ooh. or one of my blood. It, it, you're not going to, I'm not calling the police. I would, I would, if I called them, I would say, this is the authorities. You need to come pick up this person. Prepare to meet your maker. Prepare Seriously. to meet your maker. There is no way. There is no way. 
you get no one-way ticket to meet your maker. No way. I can't even imagine. I can't. I just can't fathom it. Sixty-nine years old. He's been with the district for eighteen years. Can you imagine? I'm sure this is not the first time he's been doing this. No. Yeah, he's comfortable. He's very comfortable because other people did not did not rat him out. Then, you know, as you say, rat him out. They need to put him in a cell with some rats for, to just gnaw on his body. Just <laughs> sit down and eat him out. Just pick at him, nibble on him. Let him. That can be arranged. Let him scream for his life. You mess with my eight-year-old, my nine-year-old. So help you, Jesus. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh yes. <sighs> yep. A Nevada man has been found guilty of rape and murder of a teen who considered him a big brother. What's wrong with these people? You know, before I read the story, just off of the headline alone, I remember a couple months back. I'm not sure whose space it was we were in, but I think it was since this year started. And there was a conversation about the village. Because you remember back in the day, and this saying goes, it takes a village. And that village usually comprises of family, close friends, teachers. But the village no longer exists. And for good reason. Because the people in the village, the ones closest to you, with, who have access to your children, are the ones who are committing the crimes against your children. They're not protecting them. So the village has disappeared. Who do you trust? Don't ask me to sleep over at anybody's house. It ain't happening. It's not going to happen. Because I know, as I've said, there will be a jail cell waiting for me if somebody does something to my child. I'm sorry. Bryce Dickey has been found guilty of first-degree murder and sexual assault with a deadly weapon for the 2020 death of a 16-year-old Gabrielle Brittany. A jury found Dickey guilty on Thursday in Alco District Court after four hours of deliberation. They unanimously voted to convict him of all charges against him, people reported. Dickey was 18 years old when he committed the crime. He picked up um, Brittany from Angel Park in Elko on March 8, 2020, and she was never seen again. After she disappeared, Dickey, who the victim considered a big brother, allegedly told deputies different stories about what had happened. Initially, police say he claimed that he had seen the teen get into a green Ford F-150 pickup with a tall man wearing a cowboy hat. However, the man and the truck were never found, and prosecutors think he made it all up. Three days after vanishing, her body was found wrapped in a blue tarp. She had been both raped and fatally stabbed. Authorities acted quickly to close in on Dickey, using his inconsistent stories and physical evidence found at the scene to pin him. Dickey's blood-stained boots and a used condom containing his DNA were found by the teen's body. Dickey admitted 
to having sex with her on the day she vanished, but he claimed it was consensual, and the defense insisted that Dickie hadn't killed her. You will not hear any evidence that anybody anywhere anywhere saw Bryce kill Brittany. That's according to the defense attorney, Gary Woodbury. But prosecutors fought back, presenting a witness who testified that she had previously dated Dickie and said that he had repeatedly gotten violent with her, including choking her at least four times, but they did nothing about the eyewitness. Well, um, I want you to think about whether crimes like murder and sexual assault crimes are, are often committed in front of other people. That wouldn't be very smart. In the end, the jurors agreed with the prosecution and found Dickie guilty. The jury came together on Monday to deliberate his sentence. He faces up to life in prison without the possibility of parole. If they have exhausted everything and have come to the conclusion, undeniable conclusion, that he is guilty, he needs to face the life in prison. Um, I don't know. We keep saying the same thing. We got to protect our children. But my thing is, if they know that's him and, you know, rape and kill her, they should just kill him too. You know, why waste my but tax... But rape him first, but rape him first. You know, why waste my taxpayer money to keep him in jail forever? And I got to feed him you know, clothe him and everything, you know, I don't want to pay for, and anybody who have done stuff like that, even this guy who's uh, molesting these kids, just get rid of them. I mean, that's one less more to feed. So, you know, that's just, they need to start putting these guys in jail and start wasting my money because I pay a lot of taxes. They need to just get rid of them and that's it. That's That's my opinion, so. Um, it's sad. Oh, so did you hear about, before I keep it moving, did you hear that Walmart is pulling down the ice cream for Juneteenth because they got a lot of backlash for it? So they have removed that from the shelves. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's Juneteenth. Juneteenth. Okay, I, I know I'm going to sound very ignorant right now. I know I am, and I'm okay with that. What is the purpose of celebrating Juneteenth? That's actually, when, first of all, that's my wife's birthday. Oh, happy <laughs> birthday to But what is the, yeah, what's the purpose? Uh, yeah, so that's actually when um, the, the, um, the black people, you know, enslaved people actually got freedom, free themselves, really. You know what I mean? Because when Abraham Lincoln, he does say, hey, you know, free the slaves and stuff like that, it, them, it, that never really take place. You get what I'm saying? So around what, Juneteenth, I forgot the year. Yeah, what year again? When, when this um, well, actually, when it, when it actually um, yeah, they got actually um, got freedom. Uh, anyways, we remember it. <laughs> we remember it. 1865. Yeah, 1865, yeah. Bless up. So 1865. June 19th, I went them actually 
you know, got free. So on them, on them it's like an emancipation game. Yeah. Okay. So here's my question: Why isn't it a national holiday? Well, Texas kind of Texas. Uh, they've been celebrating it. Texas. Um, Atlanta too, yeah. Okay, but um, here, listen to the question. Texas. Listen to the question. No, 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 I heard. Hold on, hold on. I'm to explain. Okay. So I can, if I work in Texas or Georgia, I can get the day with pay because it's a federal holiday. No, it's not a federal holiday. That's the point I'm making. It's not, it's not a holiday. Why isn't it a national holiday? A federal holiday where... um. I can get paid because the office is closed just like 4th of July, just like Memorial Day. Or I not think because they already, you know, they're throwing the Martin Luther already. <laughs> they don't want to add any more federal to the calendar, I guess. But, but yes, yeah, a very Martin important Luther, day. But Martin Luther is not a federal holiday. I got to go to work. It's not? I got to go to what work. But if you don't go to work, you don't get paid. Um, them, during the whole um, thing where that take place with um, George Floyd and BLM, um, then we try to throw that in and black people was like, look, we've been celebrating this for a long time, so what we're asking for, give what we ask for, you know what I mean? Because the ownership have been made that uh, federal holiday like you stated, but uh, again, remember you have to do the white supremacy, you know what I mean? So them, it, 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 I want them to look sticky something there, you know what I mean? But again, doing the whole Black Lives Matter thing, they were trying to just throw that thing for, for kind of squash down the thing and calm down black people. Like, and yeah, so black people like, hey, look, we don't need that, you know what I mean? We don't already go ahead and name on the street, you know, we don't probably kill people and again just the same, you know what I mean? So we don't need that, just give what we ask for. So, yeah, nobody's not ready to push for the Juneteenth thing again. Uh, black people already are celebrated amongst them own, you know what I mean? So, uh, I just want them things like that. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the man's a white supremacy. I'm not even in the office. I get that. Go ahead, go right ahead. Oh, sorry, it's okay. It's, um, it's a lot deeper than that. The reason why this is not a national holiday is because it exposed too much of the truth behind um, why the slaves were actually freed on June 19th instead of when the actual Emancipation Proclamation was signed. And it also will bring up, bring further to light why we're not, why black people are not getting um, their 40 acres and their mule and why they were in, still in um, servitude as indentured servants um, and sharecroppers versus actually freed people. That's one of the big reasons why it's not a national holiday and they will never make it so because it would bring too many skeletons out of their closets. <laughs> uh, no respect for that, um, Kate. Yep. So I want to I contribute to that. Yes, go right ahead. Also, because if you, if you look at the state of Oklahoma, for example, in the state of Oklahoma, you had over 20, well, let me, let me backtrack a little bit. 1838, you had the Indian Removal Act, where five, the five civilized tribes brought over 20,000 African slaves with them on the Trail of Tears. And most people do not know that. Those people populated between 18, 1838 and, 19, and 1866. So after Juneteenth, the tribes freed their slaves. So Juneteenth could never really truly be 
an emancipation holiday because you got a whole, you got thousands of African enslaved Africans who were enslaved by Native American tribes in Oklahoma who were freed after Juneteenth. Yeah, I read about that. Yeah. That's why Dr. Clark always said we have no friends, none whatsoever. <laughs> Bad mind. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting indeed. I know I ask my questions in a weird way, right? But the point is this. And I'm granted a day really means nothing, a street means nothing if the if there isn't real change. And real change meaning bills aren't put in place, laws aren't changed, right? Um because it's not a federal holiday. Should it be? Yeah. Martin Luther King, is that a federal holiday? No. Well, you'd have to throw in the 13th Amendment, <laughs> you know, and so, so there's a clause, there's a clause in your freedom. <laughs> I'm laughing to keep from crying. <laughs> oh, that's what, that's what we do. Isn't that how we mask our pain, Altada? Isn't that how we mask yeah. our, um, suffering? There is. Yeah. There is. That's how we, 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 we laugh in the face of adversity. It helps to keep us sane, right? And that's why the saying in Jamaica, and every kintita laugh, right? Don't think that because I'm laughing, it means everything is okay. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but, you know, one day, probably not in our lifetime, there will be real change effective change but lord i don't know how to say this nicely but the antiques have to die out first and then we would hope that those who take their places are people who can actually see people as equals yeah that's why they put critical race theory in place because they want to be able to say even if the antiques die off you will not be able to teach future generations the truth. And that way they will internalize it and become the oppressor themselves. Mm -hmm. So we have to ensure that we are the primary teachers of our children and we give them true unadulterated education, right? To, to counter the miseducation. Which is right. So they, don't, they don't become puppets. Which is right. Can't ask the enemies for teacher warrior, you know what I mean? <laughs> Oh boy. Um, we're going to take another little break. And coming up after the break, it is entertainment news. Here is Chris Brown featuring Young Thug Go Crazy. You on a flight, you 
Thank you to all our listeners tuned in on QMZRadio.com, JohnnoRadio.com, and to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. You are listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. You just heard Chris Brown featuring Young Thug go crazy, and now it's time for entertainment news. New York will pay $7 million to wrongfully convicted Wu-Tang Clan studio worker who spent 23 years in prison. He should have got $23 million, but anyway, let me go ahead and read the story. An innocent man will receive a hefty amount from the state of New York after maintaining his innocence in a crime he never committed. Grant Williams was convicted in 1997 for fatally shooting Shadell Will Lewis on Staten Island. New York is paying him $7 million for spending 23 years in prison. New York City Comptroller Brad Lander says, While no amount of money can bring those years back for Mr. Williams or his family, I am pleased that we were able to move quickly to a fair and early resolution of his claim. 
Williams always maintained his innocence and would even tell cellmates that he was innocent and would be on TV soon. He says, I used to tell everybody in prison I'm innocent. They say, oh, Williams, everybody says that I said, I'm telling you the truth. One day you're going to see me on the news and they're going to say that I was innocent. And guess what, folks? Today's that day. Despite the lack of evidence linking Williams to the murder, prosecutors managed to put him behind bars without a confession, DNA, or any significant evidence. The police ignored all blatant flags, and even a witness confessed that he wasn't the suspect. Williams's alibi revealed he was actually in the studio with the Wu-Tang Clan. He was heavily involved in the music industry at the time. His alibi ended up being re-examined. In 2019, Williams was put on parole after new evidence suggested his innocence in 2017. In July 2021, the Supreme Court of Richmond County threw out the conviction, leaving Williams excited. The city announced Monday that Grant Williams spent 23 years in prison for a crime he did not commit. Grant Williams, really, I'm happy for you. The early resolution of this claim is in the best interest of all parties and city taxpayers. It seems as though it's in all interest of city taxpayers. I, mean, I really don't care about the city taxpayers. He needs $23 billion minimum. Yeah. And, and here, is, here is what is very disturbing. And we're seeing this. It is what is coming to the forefront in all the cases now that are coming to light. Innocent. Someone is able to vouch for them. There is no DNA. No evidence. Nothing linking him. But you put the person in jail. And a judge actually sits on the bench and agrees to this. That's the part I, I find disturbing. Even if there is a jury, doesn't the judge have some say? The judge is just going to sit there. And, and, and that is why certain professions I can't do. Not that I can't do it. I won't do it. Not going to do it. I'm sorry. How can I, as a judge, sit there? Because you know the evidence is not adding up. Nothing is adding up. Lack of evidence, no confession, no DNA, nothing significant, blaring blatant red flags provided by the police, because, and I'm saying provided by them, yes, because they ignored them. Witness confessing that he was not the suspect. Alibi, he was in the studio. But you got to pin it on somebody, and you as the judge sit there, and you're okay with this happening? So now, judges need to be removed from benches. Police need to be removed from the force. And this man needs to be paid. Well, you're going to have an empty judge, judge <laughs> system. You're going to have an empty police force. So, <laughs> I should say, because majority of them is corrupt. Majority of uh, law enforcement, and, and you have some good ones, because I met some good ones, yes. and most good ones. Um, 
but because you have so many bad apples, it make everyone look bad, and it's so wrong. Because I know some really good police officers, but oh man, it's, it's just crazy. But Marlon, listen to the let's t- pay attention to the timeline here, okay? New evidence came to light in 2017. It wasn't until two years later that he was put on parole. Another two years later, in 2021, conviction thrown out. And not released until 2022? Make that make sense to me. Why did it take so long? 2020? From 2019. Why did it take so long? Because he has to go through the system. As, you know, everything takes time. Is, is it right? No. Just like how they build a case against him or try to build a case against him, now they have to build, you know, trying to put it back through the system and hoping that... It sticks? Something something goes wrong where you don't have to come out. But I th- it's all a system. And it's just, just like when you get arrested. It takes six, six to eight hours for you to get out of jail. It, you know, just to get out. It's ridiculous. Um, why can't they, you know, why can't you just let me out? You arrest me, you book me, just let me out. You know, I didn't do whatever or I got bail, let me out. You know, so it's just a system and the system is messed up. And um, they just need to, I know they're not going to change the system because it's been like this for decades and decades and decades, you know, so... Um, they just need some better cops, better judges, better better everything. People with a heart. A lot of these people don't have any heart either. So um, they just they just don't care about human life. They don't care. They they don't care if they want to mess mess you up or mess up your your whole future. I think most of them job is just to mess up people's future. Um, they probably didn't have one themselves either. So. But, but let just, me but, hold, hold on one second. Let me ask you another question, Marlon. They're messing up people's lives. But aren't, there mess- aren't they messing up their lives as well? Because when a city has to pay out millions of dollars, and guess what? It's not over because you're going to have more cases and more money is going to come out and more money has to be paid out. Cities eventually are going to come under serious financial um, detriment yeah. because they're going to be paying out these suits. And when you're paying out these suits, what are you doing? Aren't you hindering the possibility of you getting a pay increase? Aren't you possibly risking your pension somewhere down the road? Because when the city is drained and they have to start pulling the money from elsewhere to pay out on these lawsuits, you're in effect, you're not just affecting the lives of the people you put in jail, but you're also affecting your life and the lives of your peers who are honest. But remember, you know, they're short-sighted by heat. So... All of that they don't see. They don't see how it's going to affect them because they're not looking in the long run. You know, they filter with hate. So all this injustice and messing up people's lives, they're all for it, you know. So they're not seeing any of that moments how they're not going to get paid. They're not going to see um, when they don't have proper reform and people can have to go back into the workplace properly, how it, it just fuels criminality and how indirectly it's still going to come back and affect them. They don't see those things because they, flu- they feel by heat. Uh, well, after, 
also, like Marlon said, you know, it's a system. But the thing is, those cops know that the system is designed to protect them, right? It is designed that way. As we can call it crooked all we want, but they get away with this stuff because they know that the system will protect them, right? And regardless of who lives they mess up, the system also knows that it's easier to pay out millions in a lawsuit than to change the system, a system that, that is designed to exploit us economically, right? Through bail programs, through whatever it is. They know they rape, un they rape families, whole families economically through that system, through that injustice system. And unless you have wealth or have some form of some money, some leverage, you're going to always be disadvantaged and they know how to exploit the disadvantaged. Right. So it's like double, it's a double whammy that get hit on people through that, through, through this, this, because you got law, law enforcement bill of rights, right? That's why they detest community, um, uh, community based, based policing. They dislike it as much as they try to talk about it. They dislike it because they don't want us empowered, right? Because that means that we also will tell on you. They want us to tell on criminals, but we forget sometimes they become criminals too. They are criminals in uniform, some of them. And you know, Shelly, I said something earlier about um, the money tax, the um, city money. If they don't have the money, what do they do? They they raise taxes on on, on the people in, in the area and 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 on the citizens and to get more money, you know they pay you out ten million dollars. They find a way to get it some way somehow. They're gonna raise taxes, so we're the one who's gonna feel it regardless. So they always they always find a way to 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 get their money, you know, out of us when that time comes. So. I don't. It's just crazy. They need to fix the system. But as I said earlier, they have some really good police officers, you know. But it's just too many bad ones out there. Well, the good have to suffer for the bad, right? Isn't that what life is? The good always suffering for the bad. Hmm? Sometimes there, yeah. Uh, that, go ahead. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Oh, it's on here. So, oh, Tana, uh, I'm so sorry. You have to forgive me because sometimes I'm not looking at the phone. I'm here from computer to this to this to that. So I do apologize. Go ahead. No, you're, you're good. You're good. Marlon, I have to disagree with you on the point that you just said right there. The system is not broken. The system works perfectly as it is. It was never designed for us. And as a matter of fact, they keep redesigning it to hinder us. And working in the system for so long, keeping an eye out and seeing what changes were being made. I don't know if anybody remembers all those um, bills that were put into place during the Clinton era to privatize prisons and jail systems. Oh, yes. Read up on all that. Mm -hmm. So you know that it was designed to go against us. Um, there were there has been many cases of judges and attorneys being paid off in order to incarcerate more people, and the people that they were incarcerating looks like us. Right. So with that, um, it's not a broken system. It's working as it should. Now it needs a complete overhaul. But the people that are empowered to do that, again, they have so many skeletons in their closet, is they are their criminals themselves. 
with the um, money that they make and they tell you that you want, they rather pay out, it's still going to come from the citizens. And I don't know if anyone um, knows this as well, but they actually charge people to be incarcerated a couple of dollars a day or whatever it has, um, whatever it be. It, it goes right. Sorry, I'm getting a call. All right, thank you for that. I'll call the Fabian. I see your mic is open. You want to go right ahead? Yeah, I just want to say, Otara, that uh, <laughs> I just want to say that Bill Clinton, this narrative that he has been a friend of ours, of us, for all these decades, is a bunch of BS. Bunch of BS. Just a bunch of BS, man. I, I tell people, do your damn homework. And <laughs> come on our senior right house here. show and play the sax and put on the cool shades and and uh, know all this black lingo and all that stuff. But do your damn homework on, on Bill Clinton. Anybody who feel that he's an ally, he is anything but an ally to black people. And that's all I have on that. Thank you. Part of the problem with Haiti too, right, Fabian? Yes, sir. yes. A man's dirty. A man's dirty. And I, but he continues to get a free pass. I don't know if it's this white Jesus syndrome that uh, that uh, some of us have. Hold on, hold on a second, Apple. Bill. Bill yeah, I, I agree with you 100%, Fabian. Yeah. That a lot of people, when you, uh, some people, when we actually open the eyes up to what the administration did, we get shunned. They're talking about, oh, he was the first black president. Like, no, nah, man, you, you need to go deeper and stop looking on the surface. Yeah. With all the shucking and jiving that they did for us, yeah. and you bought into it. Bought into it. And it's gotten a free pass ever since. Yeah. Free pass. So, you ain't no friend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Apple. Oh, yeah, man, yeah, man, them right, man. Yeah. <laughs> homework, you know, always a research. You know, so yeah, Bill Clinton, yeah, you know what I mean? Jim Crow Joe, you know what I mean? Um, Obama, Hussein, yeah, the whole of them, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So, them right about everything, man. Peer shocking and jiving, you know. When they're free to do what they're supposed to, they now do nothing. You know, who come in and put on the local act. And then, you know, who them say, all right, then the black president, but really and truly, you know, they don't say, oh, him are on our team, you know. But I think we have to do something for you know? think again, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, but me, me tell you something, you want a record with a man, Obama, me and Tarbo say, the reason why I never do nothing for black people, but are certain things for black people, you know, um, is, is that he never want to hurt white people's feelings. I mean, I say, what do you mean by hurt white people's feelings? You see me, I say, I'm, I'm, I kill you in that moment, I try to dig up faith, but I mention to you all the time, <laughs> I'm a can't fight. It's like, it's like when you hear something, it's like if you save it or record it, it gone when you try to go back and try to search for it. Yep, you know what I mean? Happens. That happens. Yeah, so, I tell you, man, but me and my wife, they're on a different type of mindset, when you dip on the surface, do that type of thing. Well, I feel, you know, dig deep in the rabbit hole more, more, uh, more time and just take off the, the veil off, off our face, open up the third eye and see things where it really is. You get me, I say? And more time, as we always know in Jamaica, when you come on to politics and religion, you can't really go in a certain conversation when you come on to them type of things, eh? you know what I mean? Because what the brother just said a while ago, people are obviously is a hater or all sorts of nonsense. You know what I mean? Look here, all the right in front of them. 
as we say, even though for some white people, um, the white Jesus syndrome or whatever it is, but, but why it, 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 no, no, no. So, yeah, man, them say everything, man, you know, everything. <laughs> ah, but them say what in the dark must come to light, right? So, slowly but surely, everything is going to reveal itself. The veil will be removed. You can't hide forever. Nothing can stay hidden in the annals of history forever. Right? It's guaranteed. But I want to ask, um, Otta, is he still here? Um, no, he left. No, oh, he left. I was going to ask him a question about the system. But all right, I'll wait for him to see him again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the annals of history. They're aligned. And, you know... I'm going to be honest. There are, some, there are moments when I say, yes, the ancestors are at work. And I will say, you know, the dead never sleep, especially if they were murdered until the crime is solved. They I, I, I say that and I believe that. Um, because years later, you will hear that a crime, you know, they have found the perpetrator. So I feel that spirits do roam. And then there are other times when I don't believe it. But more and more, when you see different things happening, I'm like, it has to be the ancestors working tirelessly. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I second that. I endorse that message. Yo, be. I fully endorse that message. Energy never dies. Has That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, before and they know it. Yeah. Yeah. They know it. That's why that's why they want to keep us in hypnosis. Right? So that we never yep. we never we never appeal to we never appeal to the spiritual power that we have personally. Right? Th those people know well, full well the power of the ancestors. And I'll give you proof about it. Why do you have why do you think you have the Washington Monument? Why do you think you have what's the side, what's the mountain that has the president's pictures carved into the side of it? Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. What do you don't you got you got all these examples of ancestral veneration, even on their money, right? So they're telling us in front of our face, we've taken your traditions, we've taken your ideology, your philosophy, and we now use it against you. And we convince you that you have no value. That's why I say hypnosis. But if we wake up to the truth of who we are and we start calling the names of our ancestors, in in, in my family lineage, we say your people do not die until you stop calling their names. Oh. And they make movies, look at cartoon stuff and put that right in your face. Um, in your face. Look at, yeah, look at Mexican cartoon. Um, I forgot what it name and, you know, due to the fact that them don't bother put up no more altar for the, 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 the yeah. ancestors. Um, and them now, it's like them take time and forget the name and that's when the that's energy right. just gone, you know what I mean? So that's why them say, put up altars, you know, remember your ancestors, you know what I mean? You have them favorite pic, um, picture, book, whatever it is, a, a poor libation. Um, yeah, the Mon Washington Mon Monument, where did they come from? Egypt, you know what I mean? You have, um, well, um, you have black scholars, like, for example, Dr. Sorry, Dr. Ashwa Kwesi, will actually take groups, black, black people obviously, and bring them to Egypt and make them know thyself you know what i mean because him know how to read the hieroglyphs 
you get what me I say so yeah them, them take with, with, with culture with, with, with spirituality and put it right in our face use it against us so these people know what they do they attack upon all levels not just physically but spiritually and and sometimes we talk about these things people say boy I can't spiritual the theory and all yes. sort of nonsense but hey yeah what if I, if you yeah, you you do you did it you, um you do you and me just go and do me <laughs> yeah come you know thyself oh boy so in our next door let me see if i can turn it up here hold on and let, i want to hear your thoughts on this hold the greatest on. of all times right we always but, want but, to notice what you said about hold on one second let me start it to beyonce mm -hmm. who is Beyonce. That's right? Beyonce, yeah. The greatest of all times, right? We always want to... Notice what you said about Busta Rhymes. You said Busta Rhymes and Swift Star on stage. That's what you just said. I did. Busta Rhymes, Busta Rhymes is... So I'll that's Beyonce Rhymes, and Kelly Busta... Rowland. That's, that's, that's what I'm... I like your relationship. Yes, yes. Kelly Rowland is by far one of the most talented right. females I've ever worked with in my life. Wow. By far. Wow. And I'm sitting in the studio like, wow. you hear these harmonies? Do you hear? Do you hear her? Do you hear the text? Do you hear her? Her change in dynamic? Do you? Hear, right. Are y'all hearing this? Right. I never knew. Because wow. I gave all the credit to Beyonce. That's right. how the business of Destiny's Child was set up right. to adore Beyonce. Mm. And then I finally got in the ring. Always want to give the credit to Beyonce. <laughs> I heard this years ago and I'm surprised that Tank is just talking about this. So Tank says the business of Destiny's Child was set up to adore Beyonce while reflecting on working with Kelly Rowland. Yeah. Remember when the group broke up and the other two what were what were their names? What are their names cuz they're still alive? What are their names? Um Remember the original members of Destiny's Child? Okay, y'all. It was like four of them. Yeah, the original members. The f it was four of them. Uh, okay, now y'all sending me to Google because all of us need to sip in the same Kool-Aid where we are not remembering things. Oh. Yeah, it just the, 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 the other two. The the other two. Oh, y'all wake up now. <laughs> the other two. <laughs> okay, original Destiny's Child members. Okay, so here we go. Um, You had Beyonce. Robertson wrote, what's this? They didn't even put in names right. You know what? Y'all need to stop. Moments, moments. Beyonce, Kelly Rowland, and the other two. You, you, you know just... what? You, you, you're wrong for that. They have names. <laughs> and and, and they... then number, and, and then and then when they do it over, it was Michelle. And then Michelle know. came in. And you know, they dog Michelle out real bad. Oh my gosh, people are awful. Awful, awful, awful. Okay. So, of course, you have Latavia Robertson, say her name right, and you have Latoya Luckett, say her name right, okay? Childhood best friends whose dreams came to fruition, right? But I remember when they broke up and then years later, there was another um, swirling of rumors and talks about them. But everybody knows that Beyonce was put at the forefront. Everybody knows that the star she was a star she was made to be the star she was set up that way right and that is why when they broke away when the group um stopped being the group and she went solo she was already positioned for global success 
right? I'm not saying she can't sing. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying she isn't beautiful. I'm not saying that either. But a lot of work and effort went into making sure that she was going to be the breakout star. Not Kelly, not Michelle. But who was the who was the manager? I was gonna get to that. The dad. Her dad. That, that's the reason why. Yeah. Put front. You cannot expect, and I'm not saying it's right, but you cannot expect that the father and the mother, let's not forget Tina, which her bad self. You cannot expect that they're going to invest everything and not invest it in their daughter. You know the evidence is in the name of the group too. Because it's called Destiny's Child, not Destiny's Children. Yep. Yep. Ooh, yep. Was, I was going to get there, but thank you, Chief, for getting there before me. I was going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. But would they uh been as successful if they put um Kelly up front? You have to look at these things. And that um, is where colorism comes into play now. Right. So it, it it's marketing also. But the thing is, um, in life, I get to realize that, you know, it, it's always teamwork and somebody have to be um, the front person. Mm -hmm. Um I don't see Beyonce. She's she's winning now, but she mm -hmm. wouldn't be the Beyonce she is without Kelly Rowland and Michelle and without Kelly playing her part, right? And Michelle, yes. Um, as great as Michael Jordan is, he, he wouldn't be Michael Jordan without Scottie Pippen, right? And then you know Dennis and all of that. Rodman, Bob yeah. Marley needed the Whalers, yeah. right? So, but there's always that upfront person that can make it happen. If they put Peter Touch up front, would we be having this conversation about the great Bob Marley or the Whalers? You know, so um, it was planned, and I think it was planned right. Um, not taking anything away from from Kelly, mm -hmm. but sometime in a group settings, um, yeah, the stronger person might be the second best, but there's always that one person that can really sell the product. And I think Beyonce is that. So, um, yeah, that's where I will leave that. So Dre, do you think yeah. she's the one that can sell the product or because she's she can't able sell to product. sell the product because of how they packaged her? Yeah, she, she, no, she's the one to, 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 to sell the product. They, they have to package it right and everything, you know, but if you put Beyonce uh, as second and Kelly up front, trust me, Back then, when they came out, it would never happen. Why? Colorism. Okay. Same thing happened to Three L W. Exactly. Colorism. So it it, it it's to sell the package. Um, same thing with the Whalers. Uh, Chris Brackwell saw that Bob could sell sell the group. You know, uh, Peter couldn't sell the group. Peter was a rebel, 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 rebel. Right? Bob is a rebel, but in my tech talk, Peter and our techno talk, right? So, yeah, it, it's to sell the package. And they did it the right way to me at the time. You know, um, I, I I think now, now it would be less than an effect. A Kelly Rowland can go up front now, you know? But back then, when they came out, well, just like 20 years ago or whatever. Okay, why are you telling my age? But yeah. <laughs> 
Bon, man, you, you do it all the time. What are you talking about? I know, that's why I laughed. That's why I laughed, Apple. Yeah, it's just the way of the world, you know, it's just, it, it, it's just what we had to deal with at, and, uh, at that time. But, you know, um, hopefully, you know, we'll come to a place where light skin and dark skin don't matter. But back okay, then, so it wasn't like that. Yeah. So ex explain this then. How about the Jackson 5? It eventually became Michael Jackson and the Jackson 5. Come, Michael, cancel the package. He's the kid. People love Mike. Um, well, I mean, absent, absent, absent color, colorism. <laughs> He was the baby. He was the baby. And people love babies and dogs. Yeah, he was the baby. The baby leading the group? I think, I think it may have had something to do Well, he was the most I, think it something that, I don't think it had something to do with film also. Because if you think about it, Janet Jackson would have disappeared had she not entered film. Right? She was on good times. And then you had Michael Jackson. He had he had hits in the film industry. I'm showing my age now. So you had that movie about the you had that movie about the rat and the and the song Ben. ben. Mm -hmm. Yes, okay. And those things really advanced the careers of Janet Jackson and Michael, right? Because they got exposed to the film industry through some form of fashion. Okay, so let's you know, talk about Michael Chief. You know what I think? The brothers were focused on girls. Michael wasn't. He was focused <laughs> on is. the music. You were, you were a checkmate. Checkmate. You won that. Mm. <laughs> All right. I surrender. And as, and, and as Fabian says, still, you know, Michael, Michael was the most talented. You know. Michael was a phenom. It was easy to see, even if you don't even follow that kind of music. It is easy to see from that early age that Michael was it. He stood out amongst his brothers and that he was that special generational talent, not his brothers. Yeah. Uh, what is really disheartening is that what Michael did to himself mm -hmm. in terms of um, changing a very handsome, oh, yes. uh, darker toned black man and the need for him to, to do all the things that he ended up doing. Self-esteem uh, issues. So, so, yeah, so I'm wondering now if he felt by, because of colorism, uh, doing these things to his skin would have even enhanced his career even more. So that is something that I think about sometimes as well, if that is why, if that if that is what took him on, on that road. This That's a very good point. Yeah. Moments when yeah. you you um in the entertainment industry and you're around a lot of entertainers, um, you can actually feel there's a feeling like you just know you could put 10 person in front of you and say this one is the star like even Justin when someone more, yeah even when somebody is more talented than that one person just something and you can just you can just feel it not Bieber no I said the wrong Justin Timberlake what's his name what's his name Justin Timberlake, Timberlake. yeah 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 Justin Timberlake it, with NSYNC and tell like this one is the star and and Michael had that. Like And um, even if you look and if you look at Kelly and, and, and Beyonce too, right? You can just you can just tell that Beyonce she, she's a star. Mm -hmm. Trust me. Okay. All right. Okay. So Kanye West returns to Instagram to announce he's collaborating with McDonald's to redesign the fast food chain's packaging. All I'm gonna say on that, if the packaging starts to look like garbage thrown out, that's it. I don't know. 
hopefully he comes up with something that looks good. So they have um, commissioned him to redesign the packaging. Okay, let's see how that works. Ease his clothes. to be looking out for dj naturalist presents classic sundays every sunday 2 to 5 p.m eastern and tune into naturalist live with dj naturalist every monday and tuesday 5 p.m eastern inside the quality music zone qmzradio.com it's music news and naturalists views monday nights are made for days after dark it's real relationship talk join moments in that row solo and marlon 10 p.m eastern on clubhouse and tune into qmzradio.com and janoradio.com join us next week for another stimulating conversation if you missed last night's episode the case of the x check it out on janoradio.com and right here on clubhouse in days after dark and don't forget to download the jano radio app j-a-h-k-n-o available in your apple and google play stores that way you can stay abreast of the jano radio crew join rosolo tuesday at 7 p.m eastern and stick around after the rosolo show it is dj rookie bringing us vibes tuesdays 9 to 11 p.m eastern the pre-weekend vibes begin with dj lankimatic thursdays 5 to 7 p.m and then start your weekend off with wanted fridays every friday 7 to 10 p.m eastern with Mixmaster kevon and he comes back on a saturday also at 7 to 10 p.m eastern with freestyle saturday dj simple Check him out every Saturday and Sunday at 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern. On Saturday, it's Blazing Saturdays and then Big People Sunday. We're going to be right back with a moment with me here. Our Nelly and the what up, Florida man? Georgia Lab. You really know another one, bro. Talk to him. Yeah. Running on real lights. Pull up to the club just to get the get in here right. I do it every night. You can call it limelight. I'm going to call it my life. Shout it looking all right. A moment with me. Take one idea. Make that one idea your life. Think of it. Dream of it. Live on that idea. 
Let the brain, muscles, nerves, every part of your body be full of that idea. And just leave every other idea alone. This is the way to success. Swami Vivekananda. A lot of times we are so distracted. If we would just focus on that one thing that keeps coming to the forefront of our minds all the time. Whatever it is, whatever that goal is, focus on that and you can achieve it. To all the listeners tuned in on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone who joined on Clubhouse where the conversation happens, thank you. Thank you for tuning in and joining me for Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern where I read the news and we share our views. Always great conversation, shared views, varying opinions, and interesting perspectives. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Jano Radio. Jano Radio. We are we are we are online 24/7. We 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 hope you enjoyed the show. Bye bye. Thank you everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day. Whatever you do, wherever you go, I do ask that you please be safe. Look forward to seeing you here tomorrow, 9 a.m. Eastern, when we do it all over again. Thanks a million.